Hi, Dr. Sears. I'm not sure what to do about my daughter. Hey, Dr. Sears. When I opened my baby's diaper, what came out really Hi, Dr. Sears. My kids refuse to eat fruits and vegetables. What do I do? I've been more terrible things the last couple of days. Can I get your advice, Dr. Sears? Yes, this is the Dr. Sears Family Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Hey, Hello. Hayden. Oh, hey. How you doing? Good. And we're here with Matt, too. What's up, guys? Yeah, Matt's walking a little funny. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Matt, why are you share? walking funny? Well I, well, I could just share. He texted me, what, this is like last weekend. Um, I think I messed up my ankle. Can you look at it? And I'm like, well, sure. So you came over, and it was indeed jacked up. It was about twice the size, swollen. I mean, not just a little bruise, but it was really All purple and everything. Swollen. So uh, what happened, Matt? So, you know, I was um, fighting a grizzly bear while yeah, riding my one. motorcycle and skydiving at the same time. Yeah. Um, you know, super manly. <laughs> no, I was at one of those trampoline parks with my son, my four-year-old son, and I uh, just wasn't paying attention. Well, I was paying attention to my son, not watching where I was going, and I just I came down on a hard surface unexpectedly and just rolled it and, and messed it up pretty bad. Yeah. But, yeah. I did get an x-ray done, finally. Good. Uh, it's not broken. There's no signs of fracturing, which is good. It just torn ligaments and stuff and all kinds of bruising and swelling and everything. It's still not back to normal, but... Just keep it elevated and uh, iced as much as possible, and yeah, it'll... It'll get there. Nice. I've actually heard of several adults getting hurt at trampoline parks. I know. Parks. It's always you seems turn to be into the a child. You yeah, get yeah. on those trampolines. It's the adults. The kids never yeah. aren't the ones to get hurt. <laughs> you kind of oh. forget. You you don't have that superhuman elasticity. Sorry about, sorry about my phone. That was mom oh, texting okay. us. What does mom want? She's, what did she say? Oh, that's right. Oh. You guys are my heroes. Oh, it's talking about the salmon. We're going to cook salmon this weekend. Sweet. My daughter's in town. Yeah, and, and our and sister. sister. So mm-hmm. we have some people in town that are normally out of town. My daughter lives in Orlando. And uh, works within the Disney realm. Um, so, but she's in town. It's been great hanging out with her and just doing adult things. So funny. And we're actually planning. My son is about to turn 21. He's turning 21 in March. So the family tradition is go to Vegas and uh, with a bunch of his friends. And we rent out this uh, fairly large suite um, that's something out of the hangover. No tigers. <laughs> no tigers. Um, but... Um, uh. Anyway, so that's going to be fun. So it's been great with her, and then Aaron's coming to town. So yeah. big salmon dinner this, um, what, this, this in a couple of days. So that'd be good. Mm-hmm. So that's been awesome. But I, um, I woke, ugh, so I woke up this morning. <laughs> that's always a good start to the day. Good. Yeah, I woke up and I felt something a little crispy, like on my back. What is that? And I looked, and there was just a little brown thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that a bug? Oh. No, and I oh. looked around. I saw something else. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, there's two. Oh, boom, that's it. We got bag bugs. No, oh no. But actually, I don't think it is. Um, I found another piece, and when I say piece, I think I actually found three pieces of the same bug. Oh, because I put them on a on a tissue. By the way, I did not tell my wife because yeah. she we will have to move. Um, <laughs> but I I was like, okay, wait, this what? Because none of the pieces looked like a bug itself, but it looked. Like a bug, you know. So I'm thinking the big piece was the torso, and then there's the head, and then another piece. So, so this thing is way too big to be a bed bug. Yes, I, I, I hope. And there's only one of them. Okay. So, and I don't have any bites, no itching. Yeah. Um, Although something did wake me up about four in the morning. 
Well, maybe that was the bug, and that's how it got ripped apart. So I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. (laughs) In the meantime, don't go to Jim's house. (laughs) That's really funny. It reminds me a few nights ago, actually. I thought I got bitten by a bug. Uh, Woke up startled up in the middle of the night. Ah, I think somebody just stung me. Oh, no. I just went back to sleep. Fast forward a couple days later, my wife comes up. I have something to confess. It's been eating at me. Oh. I like flicked you during the middle of the night to try and get you to stop snoring. Oh my god! Oh really? Oh, <laughs> so she, she oh, she's weird. like, I'm feeling so guilty about this. Oh, but it's oh my god! So she flicked you, and then you thought you'd bitten, bitten, and yeah. she didn't fess up right there. No. <laughs> she's like, just go oh, back to sleep. Oh, that's funny. So a uh, flick? Oh, I don't get the flick. I get just a push. I usually get pushed yeah. or shoved. Sometimes yeah. if it's bad, I'll get like she'll bonk me on the nose a little yeah. bit but you know, um, not, yeah no i'll just get the push to kind of roll on your side uh-huh, Stop. uh-huh. yeah but um <laughs> rather so, a flick than a bed bug yeah so, so i'm uh, yeah full-on fingers crossed we just got a fairly our mattress is pretty new it's only about a year old and oh by the way this is not a commercial but okay. we love our mattress yeah Her, purple mattress you ever heard, heard of purple no. mattress you say uh-uh. we saw it on facebook or whatever some ad and they're, first off, their ads are hilarious. We should play play one of them. But you know, it, but th- this mattress is so cool. It's just the most comfortable thing I have ever ever slept on, and it, it's got this uh, kind of silicone mesh um, that, uh, that, that that on top of the foam, and so it, it's just different. It's not mm-hmm. memory foam, but it's just oh, it's the perfect amount of support. Um, anyway, so. I, I almost want, wish I could get a portable version I could take to every hotel that I ever stay at. Um, nice. I didn't need a new mattress, so I'll yeah, check it out. Seriously. And it, it was fairly, I mean, I don't know what you pay. You know, if you go to a mattress yeah. store, you're going to pay what? A lot? Yeah. Like over a thousand, oh, maybe yeah. a couple thousand for a mm-hmm. mattress. This, I think, for a king was, I want to say like 1200 Nice. It was pretty like, oh, pretty good. And they got mm-hmm. a guarantee, blah, blah, blah. Hey, this should be a commercial. Yeah. yeah. Delivery. Purplemattress.com. <laughs> but, all right. So, um Hey, did you did your kids ever steal steal stuff? Uh, not that I know. Of, but they <laughs> so they never got did. caught. They, <laughs> they never, never got, got caught. caught stealing. And what about Levi? Hey, I don't think he's really. Well, he's he's yeah, you know, he's taking four, snacks so, out of the yeah. pantry and you know, sure, hit in sure. the other room. But he's never been <laughs> been detained by the police. No, for he's never been to juvie. You know. <laughs> Not yet. All right. Well, Lifting uh, toys from this. No. I, I, um, yeah, my kids were pretty good too, but I, not me. Me as a kid, I did lots of stealing. We'll talk about that. But I've got a pretty cool article about what to do if your child steals. And that's a big, you know, a problem, mm-hmm. honesty with kids and everything. And, um, you know, whether you're four, let me start over, whether your five year old purposely tries to bring home a toy from daycare or your 14 year old steals nail polish from the store, discovering that your child stole something can be horrifying. But an isolated incident doesn't mean your child is destined for a life of crime. Um, although when I was a kid, I literally thought I was going to, you know, I was really good at stealing stuff. I'm like, am I going to be a criminal criminal when I grow up? Um, um, a healthy response from you can prevent stealing from becoming a habit. If your child steals something, intervene right away. Use discipline strategies that teach your child stealing is wrong and deter him from taking things that don't belong to him ever again. So, so you guys. What about you? Did you guys? You guys. I stop? did when I was little. I did. I had like like a, this short period of time that I mm-hmm. felt too guilty. So yeah, made, I, a, made a change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever stole. I don't think it was my thing. But except for this one incident, I remember very clearly. I must have been five, uh-huh. five or maybe six. The whole family was rollerblading in the garage or whatever. I don't know. And I remember mom had just bought 
a thing of popsicles, mm. and they were in the freezer. <clears throat> and uh, we were having some party that night, and there was going to be ice cream. So she said, I wanted really, really so badly wanted one of these popsicles. Mom said, no, you got to wait because we're going to have dessert after dinner, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I made a huge fuss, and so she finally said, well, if you have a popsicle, um, you can't have ice cream later. So I... Uh, you know, sneakily, <laughs> super, super stealthily stole a popsicle from the free- freezer and ate it in the other room. Didn't tell anybody. And of course, came time for ice cream, and um, I lied. I said, "No, I didn't have a popsicle. I can have ice cream." Ooh, Somebody saw me. So, I don't know who uh, it was. Oh, who ratted busted. me out? One of you guys, probably. Well, but, or it uh, might have been the ice cream on your face right, that you forgot to clean off. Uh, probably. So, uh, uh, you always think you're getting away with that as a little kid, but you never yeah. do. So, oh, Matt, man. do, do you I, remember what you called that popsicle when you were five? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> something uh, gawky. Yeah, something. he said call popsicles gawkies. Gawkies? He pretty much always wanted popsicles. So gawky. That word gawky is like oh, stuck my in my head. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I... I I didn't see this as stealing, but similar, same with the thing. Mom had had, uh, and this was when I was, I mean, long before you guys came along. I, I it was before fourth grade because just where we were living. But mom had this special little jar or box of cookies that for a dessert for a, a dinner party she had coming up this that weekend. And of course, I saw them in the in the pantry. I'm like, ooh, I gotta have one of these, you know, because she never had cookies mm-hmm. in the uh, house. So. Um, yeah, I had one, didn't think much of it. And, you know, I think the next day she comes yelling from the kitchen, who ate these cookies? You know, just like full demon face. And of course, um, you know, I'm like feeling like whoever did, you know, if I fess up, I'm going to be instantly put to death. So, uh, no, it wasn't me. You know, we both denied it. But my brother, who was two years younger than me, he knew I had done it, right? Uh-huh. And for the next literally couple of years, he held that over my <gasps> head. Like Black if I, he wanted something, if you don't give me the big, the nice, the bigger car, or if you don't let me ride your bike, I'll tell mom about the cookies. I'll tell mom. Oh, he literally. Oh, and finally, I just had enough of it. I just I, we just came clean. Mom, I I was the one that took those cookies two years ago. <laughs> she even remember what? Oh yeah, oh yeah, she did. Oh, she's yeah. like, yep. Well, she's like, oh, of course I knew you did it, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, so I should have just fessed up right then. Well, okay. So back to the article. Why kids steal? It's common for preschoolers to take other people's belongings. At this age, they lack a clear understanding of how stealing affects others and how it can be harmful. We're talking about preschoolers. They also might take something from a store simply because they don't understand economics. The concept of buying something just doesn't compute. It's, it's a great time to begin teaching your child about empathy and why stealing is wrong so he can learn to respect each other's property. Hold regular conversations about the importance of leaving other people's belongings alone. Okay, that reminds me. It's funny. Uh, Toys R Us, which I guess doesn't exist anymore. It's so sad. But when my daughter, she's 24 now, uh, was a you know two and three, she thought when we go to Toys R Us, she didn't really get the concept of that it was a store. She thought it was just you go there to play with the toys, mm-hmm. which was awesome. So we never had to spend any money. <laughs> you know, we go there and she play with the dolls and the this and the that and the whatever and ride, you know, ride the little scooters around. And then uh, she's like, okay, that was fun. Let's go home now. And it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, so kids, you, you know, they just sometimes they don't get it. But um, usually you, you pretty quickly can can teach kids to uh to understand um 
how that stores are for buying things. And, and anyways, what about elementary and middle, middle school age children often struggle with impulse control? They may quickly put an object they want into their pockets without considering the consequences. Um, so you need to teach your child impulse control to prevent stealing. Junior high and high school students may steal because it's cool. They can be peer pressured into taking goods from the store or stealing money from an unattended bag in the locker room. Now, uh, I, I vividly remember when I was younger, um, and we'll get into why the why this was would happen. But there was an item at a store. It was up when we lived in Toronto. Um, I remember the store, Canadian Tire, which I uh, I think that was kind of like their just everything store up there. Um, something you know that you could just just get about just like maybe a Kmart. I think mm-hmm. it's got you know just about everything up there. But there was an item that I wanted so bad, and when we shopped there at least once a week, and I'd see this item, and instead of just saying, "Hey, mom, I'd really like that truck," you know, I I I don't know why I didn't feel open to saying, "Hey, I'd love to get this truck. Can I save up for it?" I I plotted and I tried to figure out a way that I could get this truck out of the store <laughs> without getting caught. I mean, I had this huge heist uh, like planned <laughs> in my head. And I'm in like the third, second or third grade, you know. And I think one of the things, I, um, dad back in the day, he loved watching James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And so I was, and I was, I'd watch them too, you know, probably shouldn't have because I was way too young to see that stuff. But all these, you know, great heists and plans and, you know, the the, the villain uh, trying to steal things. And so I think I, I saw that as a potential way that I could get this truck. Now, I never came up with a plan that I could actually execute. Um, you know, was, I wasn't uh, George Clooney in Ocean Elden's <laughs> Eleven or anything like that. But um, I, it was funny. I just, I for some reason, I just didn't feel comfortable asking mom for this truck, probably because it was too expensive, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. But um, anyway, so... Let's talk about some discipline strategies to address stealing. Whether your child has brought home suspicious items from school that he claims were a gift. Oh, I did that once. I- mm-hmm. Oh, I did too. <laughs> I brought home my friend's skateboard, said I had found it. And, uh, you know, and, and of course my mom is like, oh, you're taking it back. I'm like, oh. Anyways, okay, so whether your child comes home with a suspicious gift that he says, oh, no, I, somebody gave it to me, or you're caught, you've caught him actually taking things, something from a store, the way you address the problem will influence the likelihood that he'll steal again. Here's some discipline strategies to put a stop. First, emphasize honesty. Have frequent conversations about honesty so that they can go, they go a long way to prevent lying and stealing. Um, what do you think yeah. about that? I, I think that's true. I think that it's that's kind of a precursor to stealing is mm-hmm. having that mindset of honesty and integrity. And I know for my kids, um, I started this a few years ago, and it's been very, very useful. I've seen very good things come from it. If my kids are caught lying and they fess up to it and they own it like right away, they won't get a punishment. Mm-hmm. Now, there might be a usually as a natural consequence yeah, right. to, to the lie, but they won't get an added punishment. And what I found is that actually stops that like changes their mindset that helps them stop and act and then not continue to lie. Cause especially younger kids, if they know they're going to get a consequence, they'll just perpetuate the lie. Mm-hmm. They almost will oh, yeah. convince themselves that they're not wrong and they'll just stick to it. So it kind of changed the lying pattern. And I, uh, but yeah, like if That's they're caught one. stealing at a store, then the next few times they ask to walk to the store with their friends, no, that's not nope. going to happen. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. That's good. That's one of the best I, best things, you know. Um, 
there can be a natural, but fessing up, mm-hmm. you know, coming clean, uh, there'll be a consequence, but not a huge punishment, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, now, you know, obviously there needs to be a punishment. Um, I think one thing is how the parent acts, like my with my mom come running out of the kitchen yelling, uh, screaming, literally, I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I can't. I can't fess up because yeah. I, 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 something bad will really, really bad right. will well, happen. Well, it kind of hijacks the limbic system. You, oh, yeah, yeah. Like almost can't. Your fear, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you almost can't. And uh, and so just come on, you know, that's where a parent you need to just stay calm and uh, okay. I had these cookies; they were sa- I was saving them. Um, something's gone. Um, I need to know who you know just mm-hmm. who did it, and not that not that it changes, not that it brings the cookie back, mm-hmm. but um, but you know, staying calm and allowing your child to. Um, to uh, uh, be honest without fear of being decapitated. <laughs> yeah. And also setting them up to be okay to be oh, yeah. honest. Uh-huh. So if you kind of are almost trying to catch them in the lie, uh, in a, but like approaching them in a way that helps them feel comfortable being honest. And sure. a few times I had to remind them because if I knew it was very going to be tempting for them to lie and they probably could get away with it because I really wasn't sure who did it, I would remind them about the lying policy. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of opened them up to... Yeah. My parents, uh, I don't know that I ever had to take to use this, but they would have, I think, once a year or something, an amnesty mm, day. Do you remember right. that? That's that right. That you could confess anything without uh, getting in trouble. Yeah, they, right. I don't think they did that by the time I came around, uh, that, but I remember yeah, yeah. hearing about yeah, it. Yeah. I think they really kind of just did that when they knew somebody <laughs> needed to get something off their chest. Yeah. <laughs> they'd use that as a way to do it. But did just you, having that, you know, hey. I'm yeah. curious, did you ever take advantage of that day? No, I don't think I did, but Bob did. Yeah, like, I remember Bob somebody <laughs> Save up something until yeah. that day. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And I took the, no, yeah, I never did. I never took huh. advantage of it. Um, I, I still, I was... Um, yeah, I kept it. <laughs> so um, then what about just respecting property, teaching your child to respect mm-hmm. property, help a young child understand ownership by making him responsible for his belongings. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, you talk about the importance of treating his toys gently, create rules for, about respect that ensure everyone asks for before borrowing items. You know, if you ask your child before you use something of his, he'll kind of go, oh, that feels good to have my stuff respected, mm-hmm. you know, and. And then, of course, discuss the importance of taking good care of borrowed items and returning them to their owner. You know, I think that's uh, that's wow. It's so much, so much stuff in life with, for kids can be helped by uh, helping them be responsible for just a little tiny corner of mm-hmm. their life, whether it's helping to take the trash out or their, you know, keeping their their toothpaste lid on or whatever. Just mm-hmm. you know, having them. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I like to have my kids make their bed. It's just a little taste of success. It's a very easily uh, accomplished task. Um, it's, I'm digressing mm-hmm. here, but uh, I think it, that's a good thing. Yeah, so, definitely. Now, um, big a big golden one, number three, returning stolen goods. Yes. Ooh. I totally had to do that. And I have to tell you, that may have been the turning point because it's so absolutely humiliating mm-hmm. to have to go back to the the person return it apologize and really own what you did and sitting with those feelings it's i think that's probably one of the biggest ways to deter it from happening again mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and like your ch- child might cry they might beg you they might say how embarrassed they are you might need to give them some time to, to calm down but it is important oh yeah yeah and that's that's the big poof yeah to have to hand over the uh, the candy bar that was I remember having to do it. I, mm-hmm. There was a candy bar. I wish I could remember what it was. I might have been a Three Musketeers, but um, 
back in the day, that was my favorite candy bar, which it, I, I don't get it now. Yeah, it's, all, weird. it's all just all nougat. You know, there's <laughs> it it's just, ugh. you know, anyways, um, it's got right now. Now it's got to be good, dark chocolate. But yeah, having to hand that Three Musketeers bar to the store clerk and having and it was this was a small little small um, town. corner mm-hmm. uh, liquor store um, that. Uh, so it was the owner behind the behind the counter, and I had to give him the thing. And he, but he, it was like he 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 was very respectful. He's like, yes, thank you very much, um, thank you for giving that back to me because. And then I think he went on to say how you know if he if he didn't have the money for that, then he wouldn't be able to buy his kid something. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And it was it was just good. It was a good. good. Uh, it's it's a good life lesson to realize I'm taking this from mm-hmm. somebody and how that impacts them and yeah. how that impacts their kids. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Um. Now, of course, you know, consequences. There's mm-hmm. got to be consequences. We kind of touch on this, but, you know, a child who constantly takes his brother's favorite toys without permission may benefit from, benefit from loaning his toys to his brother. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Take, you know, or taking away privileges. Um, you know, nowadays, it's, the kids lose their phone. I bet yeah, that's about so the easy. only thing <laughs> they, Snap them you know, into attention. I mean, oh, it's my life. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, we get sent to our room, right? Now the kids, we love to get sent to their room. Gets but, into uh, the room without their phone. Right, yeah. That's... Ooh, well, there, yeah. They're, they're, hey, that's kind of cruel. Right. Cruel and right. unusual punishment, <laughs> according to our 12-year-old. Right. Um, so, you know, another way parents could do it is if it's an older child that understands economics, they could do some extra chores to earn the money they need to pay somebody back for that stolen item. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Uh, and then, um, you know, having, um, in terms of the fu- uh, problem-solving strategies for the future, you know, working together mm-hmm. to... Uh, Reduce the likelihood of further stealing incidents. Like, mm-hmm. how can you save up for this this item? Um, you know, don't allow your thirteen year old to go unsupervised with friends at stores. Maybe like mm-hmm. you, what you what you touched on. But um, I think um, it, if you, as a parent trying to be open um, and just having some conversations, most kids I think always have something on their mind of what they oh I really would love to get this 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 toy or this doll or this slime or whatever and and just asking hey what's uh um you know what what are you saving for right now and because uh, mo- I don't know if your kids get an allowance but my kids get an allowance mainly just and it's funny we we they use it on stuff we'd probably buy them anyways mm-hmm. but we just use it as a way that for them to understand uh, the value of money. And instead of just us buying the shirts they want for school, they uh, they get to save up their allowance and then have to choose which two shirts they can afford, mm-hmm. as opposed to just oh sure, dad will buy buy me anything. So, um, but uh, talking to your your kids, hey, you know, uh, which uh, you know, I know you get, here's your allowance, but what are you saving for so that you can kind of okay, well that's gonna, that's about three weeks worth of allowance, and you can help the child start to understand, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. So, um, it, you know, it, you never know. Um, it may eventually need to have uh, professional help. You know, if stealing continues to be a problem, despite your discipline, discipline strategies, you gonna should get a professional counselor so they can identify underlying causes for stealing and assist you and your child with strategies that will put a stop to the stealing. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I might have benefited from that when I, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was a kid. It's interesting, too, because I, I know this will be a very small percentage, but there might be some kids who start stealing as a way to act out from a trauma or a huge change in the family or something they're going through. So I think 
in some certain instances, if your child starts doing it, it's way out of character. Just kind of digging deeper mm-hmm. and, and seeing maybe what they're trying to um, accomplish by stealing other than getting the actual item. Oh, sure, yeah. It might be, a, right, attention-seeking mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, for sometimes if kids getting uh, aren't getting attention, even just negative attention is better than no attention, mm-hmm. and that and that can uh, that can happen there. Yeah. So, um, well, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I, I remember. Some, I I mean, I'll confess, I used to pilfer money out of my parents' wallet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but just um, something you don't set your you know it would just be sitting there and your kids you know I remember going wow there's a lot of money there there there's no way that he's gonna miss you know a dollar mm-hmm. out of that stack but um just uh i i remember when i when I, as an adult i would um um just purposely um mention hey my uh to, to my wife uh, i just mentioned how much money is in my wallet mm-hmm. i've got 41 dollars in my wallet if you need anything dear you know just so that the kids would go okay oh he does count well, he his does money pay attention yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good i'm yeah, gonna write you know, that down like, <laughs> and, uh, as opposed to just telling, don't steal from my wallet, because you know that that just sounds weird and yeah. dumb. So yeah. then they're offended. Like, yeah, why like, what you don't trust me? What? what the hell? Is yeah, and um, and maybe don't let your kids watch James Bond movies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> maybe not. yeah, the, could you imagine trying those trying to make the, trying to make those movies now? I mean, oh, just I very. Uh, he didn't treat women all that well. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's very, he sure did appreciate them. The, the newer ones are definitely have yeah, been true. updated. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm talking to the <laughs> old PC. Sean Connery ones. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, this is good. I got a question from Twitter here. It says, our son, 11 months, fell while chewing on a toy Oh, and severed his frenulum. Is oh, this something that there is? And they actually sent a picture. Let me pull this picture up. Oh, okay, it's that little flap of skin. Underneath the upper lip, oh, man. that that comes kind of between your two front teeth there, that little, and you can see it, you just kind of snapped it, and uh, you know, I love how everybody's like feeling their own. I know. Yeah, like, I know, oh. I know. Yeah, my hands in my mouth talking about this right now. Um, this happens a lot, and it, it's kind of cool. Parents think, oh my gosh, it's you know, I gotta go get it sewn up. Um, no, you don't. Actually, it's uh, something. It just um, will fix itself. Uh, a lot of times, kid, kids get these cut anyways if they're too big. But um, yeah, a, a little traumatic severed frenulum, and I'm kind of looking at the picture here. But what you do want to do if they cut their frenulum, you want to make sure the teeth are okay, and uh, even if they're baby teeth, if they've been pushed up, and uh, it looks like the two teeth. The child only has two. At least I can only see two teeth. They look pretty even. You know, if one one of the front teeth have been pushed up, then it's time to go see the dentist just to make sure that tooth uh, didn't get damaged. Not we're not really as worried about the baby teeth, but it's more did it impact the adult tooth mm-hmm. that's up in the gum mm-hmm. still? And uh, so, but yeah, that that snapped frenulum, it'll bleed um, if you can. A little cold pack, uh, some, uh, a wrapped up ice pack or something, or a popsicle, something cold uh, to re- uh, relieve the. Uh, the, in, the uh, irritation, inflammation there, and it'll help stop the bleeding. But um, it'll stop. N- nothing to worry. Cut frenulum. So that's a good one. So if you guys do want to send us questions, you can send, uh, reach us out. Uh, reach, reach out to us on Instagram for Hayden. What's your Instagram? Hayden Sears One. Hayden Sears One, and my I've got Instagram. I think all my stuff. My Facebook, Doctor Jim Sears. My Twitter is Doctor Jim Sears, and my Instagram is. Dr. Jim Sears, but with the little underscores, Dr. underscore Jim underscore Sears. <laughs> or if you reach out to us at uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast, that's on Instagram, 
or askdrsears.com slash podcast. Uh, yeah, you can send us questions, pictures of rashes, <laughs> for severed frenulums, and that sort of stuff. Uh, if you have, Some people actually probably have little cameras you can look in their ear. I have had patients, they buy, you know, you can get them for like 20 bucks, a uh, little camera, hook up to your iPhone, and I've had patients send me pictures what? of their child's eardrum. Uh, is this infected or not? And and I go, often my reply is, uh, I see a lot of wax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, But uh, send us your questions and we'll answer them. Okay, we have a write-in question from Lisa. And she says, how do I get my very attached toddler to be less clingy? He is almost two and the youngest of four, and I still find it hard to homeschool, cook, or clean because he is so demanding of my attention. Throws tantrums, cries, whines for me, tugs on my clothes, or hugs my legs. He does not behave this way if he is with his dad and I'm not around. So first of all... Sounds like mom's needs a spa weekend. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I I totally could have written this question about five years ago. When my youngest was two, same, I was trying to homeschool my oldest and, and do all those household stuff. Um, so I think first of all, it's, it's important to know that it's very, very much age appropriate behavior. Um, that at that age, they're, they're still trying to understand where you, where you start and they stop. And when they have needs and hard feelings, you're going to be the person they go to. Um, and I know the youngest, especially of four, they, they probably feel like they constantly have to fight for your attention. Um, even if you're a very present mom and a giving mom, um, they, there's just that dynamic. I know that was the case with my youngest. And so a couple things that might help is I found that when I when I gave my youngest very specific focused attention for a small amount of time with, you know, with the open heart and very joyfully, um, then after that, I was able to have a lot more time to focus on something I needed to f- focus on without having to fight for that attention. And you might have to do that quite a few times throughout the day at first to kind of break that cycle. Cause right now they're in a cycle. They they've kind of found what works and how they can um, get your attention. So breaking that cycle and letting them know that I'm going to joyfully give you my attention, you know, five minutes here and there throughout this chunk of time so that they don't have to fight for it. Now, also, you know, as the months go on, he also, we also want to start teaching them how to, to wait. Even if it's like 10, 20 seconds at first, having that ability to have that need and desire, but just pause before they go to mom with the whining and the crying. Um, so, and at first making it fun, like, okay, go run around the couch three times and then I'll give you a drink. Or let's take five big breaths and then I'll put you on my lap. Um, or draw mommy a picture of a rainbow, and then it'll be time for snuggle time. So teaching them how to wait small bits at first and then extending that uh, as, as they get older, I think will really help. Now, <laughs> I, I have the same thing. You know, my kids treat me different than they treat their dad or pretty much anybody else. And that's really, really frustrating, but it's because I'm their mom. There's just there's an attachment there that's different from dad. That's going to be different from everybody else. So their hardest, deepest, sometimes their yuckiest uh, feelings. I am going to be on the receiving end of that. Um, So you know, a few things with that is first of all validating their feelings. You know, I know you're tired. I know you don't feel like using a calm voice. But then moving on to 
I'm your mom and you love me. Please speak to me like you love me. Just phrases like that to kind of click them into, I will listen to you, but speak to me in a way that you really feel about me. Um, now, a two-year-old might have a hard time understanding that, but then modeling to almost like speaking back to him, like if he's whining for a toy, kind of showing him how he can get that toy in a soft calm voice. Uh, those are a few things, a few suggestions I had, you know, and if you're, if you're needing some quick relief now, uh, because these things that I mentioned that it's a long process, these are not going to be overnight. It's not going to be even just a couple weeks. So if you need some quick relief now, like Jim said, spa weekend, spa but yeah. you know, even getting, getting somebody to come in for those few hours when you're trying to homeschool, maybe, a um, you know, a teenager down the street or, or even an older sibling to kind of be on duty. I think that can really, really be helpful just to give you some space. Something we used to do in our family when my kids are younger and I was off at the hospital all day long and mom was home just with two clingy toddlers and, and getting burnt out. Um, every Saturday morning was daddy time. Uh, me and me and the two kids would go off to the bagel shop or the donut shop or whatever and just be gone all morning. We'd go to the park and mom, that was her time. She could either sleep in or she could go to the spa or do whatever. Sometimes she'd actually want to do something productive like a housework or something or cook. But most of the time it's like, oh, this is just my, me time. And that, that was something that made the the clingy toddler time not quite so draining on yeah, her because she knows she has that to look forward <laughs> yeah, you're to. looking for oh yeah saturday morning i can't wait yeah. and you know and that turned into you know uh, brunches with her friends and all that kind of stuff and it was great for me because then i got to look forward to you know because sometimes i'd come home from the from the hospital late my kids were almost you know already you know getting ready for bed and i may not see them that much but you know saturday mornings was good daddy mm-hmm. time a lot of people uh you know with the clingy toddler We'll say, oh, just ignore them. And, but, you know, if you ignore a clingy toddler, it, it doesn't fix it. Mm-hmm. It actually prolongs that clingy uh, phase, you know, and kids are designed, like you said, with the mom. The kids are designed to seek out the comfort of their parents, especially their mom, the one that nurtured them when they were a baby. And um, and so just thinking of it as normal and uh, and – and and if you kind of look back now that my kids are older and you look back look back to that time when they were clingy it's all good you know it's just it's, those are good memories and snuggle times and all that kind of stuff and 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 now you kind of sometimes wish your teenagers were still a little <laughs> more clingy yeah <laughs> it's true you know you know it's so funny jim when you when you said that uh, i remember i have this memory of <clears throat> when we were little it's probably matt and um Matt and a couple other siblings, Saturday morning, dad would have to go do hospital rounds at this hospital, just really just down the street. Mm-hmm. And he would take us with him, take us to the cafeteria, you know, and one of, oh, one yeah. of the siblings was old enough to, to be responsible for us. So we weren't just running around crazy. We had so much fun because we could get bacon. We could get like, you know, junk mm-hmm. bagels or, ju- you know, like oh, yeah. food all that, this food, there was right. the donut section. There was we the had bagel. a blast and dad was able to go do his work. We were away from the house. So mom got her quiet time. It was so much fun. We, we had a blast. <laughs> I do remember that. Do you remember totally. that? Nice, nice. Yeah. It's funny. I, I, I still tell stories about doing, you know, we've been, my dad's been doing that for 50 years yeah. now. He's been a pediatrician and heck I'm 51. So yeah, I grew, I, my first memories are in the, the call room at the hospital. I think he, Sometimes had mom and and me come spend the night, and mm-hmm. he'd go off and do his work, and we just hang out there. And um, it's sick children's hospital, hospital for sick childrens. We call it 
called it Sick Kids in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So um, something I would do sometimes, um, maybe you're on the phone and your toddler's trying to get your attention, but this is an important phone call. You can, you know, you can look at them and give them a, a wave mm-hmm. and, and kind of help them start to feel comfortable. Okay, mom's there. And I'm here, and it, I'm fine. Yeah. And she's not gone. She's looking at me. And you can kind of just kind of give the message, you know, little Johnny, I'm here. I, I hear you. I see you. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to come grab my leg, fine. But but we need to be, um, you know, I'm on the phone, and this is an important mm-hmm. phone call. So and, and even having, like, especially as they get a little bit older, have almost like a sign that's special between you and them so that if they need something or they're whiny or have some feelings, um, but you're not in a place where you can tend to them. They come to you and you give them that special sign and they know, okay, I can get what I want or need, but I just have to wait. Mm -hmm. And that eases their anxiety. um, And that helps you respond to them without your own anxieties because then that feeds their anxieties. So having that special little sign might help. Yeah. Like a little timeout sign Mm -hmm. or something like that. I like that. That's good. We touched on earlier uh, how mom came out of the, the kitchen yelling about who ate the cookie. And it was just one cookie, by the way. I mean, she, there was really, it's, but anyway, okay. Try, I digress. Stop trying to defend yourself. <laughs> this happened 40 years ago. Um, and I'm still, anyways. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to talk about, I got a great article here. It's six ways to discipline kids without yelling, mm. without raising your voice. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So great. get your child to listen without raising your voice. Um, most parents yell at their kids at one time or the other course. However, for some parents, yelling becomes a bad habit. Studies consistently show that yelling is one of the eight discipline strategies that can actually make behavior problems worse. And that can lead to a vicious downward spiral. Yelling leads to bad behavior, which leads to more yelling and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's so much better if parents can keep their calm and not yell, you know, Mm -hmm. so um, yeah, definitely harder to Say than do. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Easier to say than do, yeah, for yeah. sure. But then here's this is how you can establish that. You know, for you, you got to understand that yelling loses effectiveness over time. Right. You know, right. The more you really a does. child gets yelled at, it the he starts to tune you out. That's his normal. And, right. Mm-hmm. And then he just doesn't won't listen unless he's getting yelled at. Um, and then it also it doesn't teach kids how to manage their behavior better. I just all you do is. Get yelled at, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really address uh, moving in the right direction. Kind of like if you had a boss that every time you messed up, you just come out and start yelling at you. Uh, yeah, that, that wouldn't be the, right. the best thing. Mm-hmm. And so, if if your boss shouldn't be yelling at you, maybe your parents shouldn't either. But um, start by establishing clear rules. Right, mm-hmm. you'll be less likely to resort to yelling if you've if you had. Rules that are even written, have them written down. We have a, a little whiteboard because rules can shift and change. Um, mm-hmm. But we have a, a list of rules that they're posted. And um, just so that we can never, you never told me that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's written down. Um, and um, one of the things I would, in just in my head, um, just my mind space when I was dealing with my kids. And I, I never really was a big yeller. I, I don't. Yeah, I you remember. Don't, yeah, no. I don't um, see that. Because I, I just wouldn't get angry. Because, um, but um, eh, now I sometimes you get angry. But where was I going with this? Um, oh, I would try to act like a referee in a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, if the referee 
you know, if the player holds another player, right, the ref doesn't come over and start yelling at him. He just throws the flag and, oh, you broke rule number 15A and the consequence is five yards and let's move on. You know, I tried to think of that when my kids were misbehaving. I just kind of come over, well... It looks like you broke broke rule number three about no this or that, and apparently the looks to me like the consequences. Oh, two minutes of timeout. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go, and and that was it. You know, and and um, as opposed to just me losing my head, and I think that was nice, just having them written down. Do mm-hmm. you guys have? Written rules at all? No, no. We used to. Think, I think when think my kids were younger, we used yeah. to, but now it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we yeah, and and it's not like I mean. You, Thou shalt not lie. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't have that. It's more of written responsibilities is really what it is. You know, you, you know taking out the trash and doing this and that. And I do, um, I do. For me, I find that it helps me kind of not get angry. It helps me stay in control if I know ahead of time what I'm going to say. Hmm. So if I've already kind of planned out my strategy to dealing with unpleasant behavior, or else I get upset. I found right. if I get upset, then I'm not going to deal with it well. So I, I really like your referee thing because it's the referee doesn't take it personally when the mm-hmm. player does something wrong. Right. And I think yes. that's why I struggle as a mom is if I see my children do something that's not okay, it's like I take it personally because I'm their mom. I mm-hmm. taught them that or I somehow that's okay for them to do. So if I can kind of take a step back from that and realize this isn't about me, all kids are going to misbehave no matter what then I can act more like a referee versus um, a parent that it has too much emotion behind the uh, the incident. Yeah. So depending on your the age of your child, you know, having them written down, no, you know, I won't, there's no, no lying, no hitting your sister, no, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever the rules need to be, um, but having those written down, but then also uh, having it clearly established what the consequences are going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if your child knows that if he lies, he's going to be grounded for the weekend, as opposed to just, you know, you making it up in the heat of anger, yeah. you're grounded for two weeks. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that just makes the whole situation worse and, and, and emotional and everybody's yelling. But if it, if they understand and for, for us, it's pretty much, uh, uh, the phone, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. phone goes away for X amount of hours or days. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. Cause if you, if you throw out a punishment in the heat of the moment, you're probably, it's going to be very hard for you to follow through mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, and yeah. so then you're punishing yourself too. And maybe right. the other kids around you if you hadn't really thought through it or don't have it established ahead of time. Right. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So just to, to blurt out your, your, you, you lose your phone for two weeks. Eh, that's, like, well, that's pretty harsh. That's really and, harsh. you know, chances are within three or four days, the child's going to have the phone again. And then you've lost your credibility, credibility yeah. and authority as a parent. So mm-hmm. I, I always, one, one of my rules was I never, ever, ever want to lose a battle. Um, so I picked my battles mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and, uh, never, I never wanted to really, um, I don't want to say the word give in, but you know, if my no, if I said no, it's no. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would try to take a beat. If my kids ask something, can, can we go do, instead of just blurting out no, because I'm busy and we dinner's coming, I kind of have to go, okay, wait, really? Okay, sure. Or not. No, mm-hmm. you know, I get, I take a second to really think about my answer, knowing that that's, they're going to be whining. Yeah. And then, and then every once in a while, if, uh, if I said no to something and, and they kind of gave, 
um, I, I started regret saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just giving in, I would kind of, I would trick them a little bit by giving in without looking like I gave in. I, we, they, they'd be arguing because they wanted to do the, the X, Y, or Z. And I, I kind of, one of the things I would do is say, uh, oh, wait, wait, what are we talking about again? I thought we said, didn't you, I'd, I'd pretend like mm-hmm. I didn't understand what they had asked. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to do that? Oh, sure. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, I thought, today. I thought, I thought you, you meant, went, yeah, yeah I thought you were talking about something else and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and and um, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, no, you know, no really should mm-hmm. mean no. And I have, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a bunny trail, but I have one child that is so, I mean, the. They should be a lawyer. They're so good about arguing. So if they ask something and I maybe gave a knee-jerk reaction of a no, um, if they whine and complain about it, it's going to stay no no matter what. Mm -hmm. But if they can stay calm and give me some clear uh, conversation about maybe why this could be a possibility, let's talk about the obstacles, let's talk about why I said no, then it could be a conversation and Mm -hmm. I might change my mind. But if there's whining and complaining, like that's just – I'm not even going to – yeah. That. yeah, we've had that. We're mm-hmm. half, you know, half an hour into a, a, t- a tantrum because we can't go to her friend's house. You know, now the conversation is: Look, we now we really can't, can't. let yeah. you do this because you've thrown a fit for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if we wanted to, and and we we wanted to change your mind, now we can't. Mm-hmm. So we've said, you know, look, stay calm and let's talk about this. Um, and then maybe next time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, like you said, if she has a very clear. Uh, some good thought out reasons of why she should be able to go to her friend's house and and then we can talk about it one thing suppose that your friend your, your child does get grounded from their phone for a week um, I do like to often offer um, a way to um, reinstate mm-hmm. you know parole so to speak <laughs> you know you know you get a week but parole maybe after two days for good behavior you know yeah. I, I off I allow I give them or maybe, hey, if you do the dishwasher uh, today and tomorrow, then you you know they can yeah. earn back what they've lost, and you know I think that that I, can help. I actually that I came across that concept a while ago for any sort of grounding because that's the thing. If you say you're grounded for the weekend, you're probably going to have a teenager who has an awful attitude for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So saying, yeah, you're grounded for the weekend. However, if you have a great attitude Friday and Saturday, <clears throat> maybe yep. Sunday will let you out of your grounding because that sets them up to actually then practice being a pleasant person. Sure. (laughs) So I like that. Now, what about positive reinforcement? No, we talk about Mm -hmm. consequences, which is that's negative. Something bad happens. Um, but then the opposite of that is, uh, um, having good things happen when bad things don't happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they, when they follow the rules, good things happen. And that's important too. Um, you know, they say that for every time you, Correct your child. Make sure you heap three praises on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to remember to um, point point out. Hey, you you did a great job getting ready for school today. Yeah. I, I, that was good or stuff. Thank you for cleaning up your toys without mm-hmm. even me asking. Yeah, that right. was really great. And that and different children respond better to different types of of this. So one of my kids' positive reinforcement is like almost all I have to do. Mm-hmm. Like the the consequences to them are so so hard and any sort of like negative getting in trouble is so awful to them that, and then the opposite is true. Any sort of praise or positive reinforcement feels so good to them that Mm -hmm. they're going to seek that out instead of uh, like that is more, feels better to them than whatever they're going to get by being dishonest or, or uh, acting out. 
Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. What about sticker charts for the younger ones? You guys ever do that? We did, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that, that was huge. I mean, for some reason, my three-year-old would do anything to get a sticker, <laughs> like anything, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. And then, so, ooh, save up five stickers, and you get a big star, right. and then two big stars, and, you you know, you're golden. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the one great thing for little kids, just that that little, those positive reinforcements. Uh-huh. And something they can see, mm-hmm. you know, whoa, wow, look at that. I got... I got, I've earned four, yeah. and I guess two more to go, and I'm. And there, I liked you know? really asking the question, like, how does that make you feel? So that they can really attach an emotion and identify that emotion to earning that sticker. It can help. Mm-hmm. If it makes me feel good. I liked seeing my mom smile. It helped me feel like I can be. I can be good. I can make good choices. Um, so I, li- I like taking it a step further and, and asking them to reflect on their positive behavior. And then on the opposite, after, you know, if there's been a fight or whatever uh, negative consequence has been given after things have calmed down, asking them how that made them feel too. Mm-hmm. Because really that's where we want to go is, is how does it make you feel when you've, when you've lied or stolen? Um, and when they can reflect on those negative feelings, that can also help deter them from doing it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Um Coming, we were talking about yelling earlier. The the next reason in this article is or, or strategy here is examine the reasons you yell. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, and that's where you got to look at yourself and you know, why is this making you angry? Is it is it reflecting on your ability as a parent, or is it triggering something mm-hmm. from your childhood? Um, but just taking that that's one of the man. I mean, just to be able to uh, be an example to your child. When things don't go right, to not lose your cool, mm-hmm. you know, and just take a deep breath, you know, count to ten or whatever, and ju- and then just be a a uh, level-headed adult example um, of how to deal with adversity and, mm-hmm. and disappointment in in your life, which is a great skill for the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I I I've done this <laughs> before in my early motherhood years, but. I literally heard myself yelling to my kids, stop yelling, which is so ridiculous, right? But it's, I mean, it it happens and modeling that, like you said, is huge. Um, And I think if you were raised in a home where there was yelling, which, I mean, before kind of this generation, that that was kind of a norm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it really was. And we just really didn't know a lot of the negative effects and that's how they were parented and they were parented. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be kind of a, a... uh, ingrained reaction. And I know for me, it took me a while to really have that be out of my con- uh, subconscious that I would go to. And, you know, we, we, I know mom was a yeller a bit, but, and I, I have to stop and kind of praise her because she had eight of us. I mean, I think that would, that would make anybody yell. And, um, I, she, she, she kind of calmed down a little bit as time went on, but I know she was raised by a yeller, like mm-hmm. a huge yeah. yeller. And so it's, I mean, yep. it's really hard to break those patterns, but, but important. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's funny, in the office uh, a couple months ago, I witnessed a really cool way a, a mom dealt with her toddler. Um, and this was a super sweet mom and just, you know, giving the little toddler kisses and and just lots of little loves and snuggles and being just, you know, that warm, bubbly mom to the child. And then, um, and and uh, but the child at one point bolted was running towards the door and mom's voice changed to i call mm-hmm. it like the mommy lion voice mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. like it and not just 
she's shifted from the cutesy little voice to the voice that commanded authority. Johnny, stop now. You know, just mm-hmm. but no, no anger, no um, angst or anything. Just a very clear uh, mm-hmm. command. This that, is important. That, this is urgent. And that stop, child yeah. stopped, and he knew <laughs> that. Whoop, he started walking back to mom, and uh, and um, it was it was kind of nice to see. And then she went back to the. Uh, the the nice little snuggles and and cutesy voice. Um, it, I think sometimes if you try to use your cutesy voice in an urgent situation, the the, the kids you the, know they it, don't get the message. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's one of the things reasons not to yell is because when you have to yell, whether it's mm. they're running into the street or they're going to do something that's going to hurt them, they'll actually really pay attention. Yeah. and I like having like how you how you mentioned it. It wasn't a yell in anger yeah. or out of control. It was. Urgent and it was important. a watch out, something's falling, you know, mm-hmm. just stay, hey, you know, yep. you, if you saw somebody about to get hit by a car, you wouldn't yell at them like in anger. You just yeah. a, a stern warning move, you know, um, but uh, something I used to do with my kids um, and I, I called it uh, a fire drill. Have I talked about fire drills before? Um, but um, I would uh, many times the the emotional struggle with discipline comes because you're trying to get out the door. Your kids don't want to put their shoes on, mm-hmm. you know, and then you, so now you're going to be late for school or church or the appointment or whatever. And you, so you're emotional and then you start yelling. And the kids are crying and it just ugh, it, mm-hmm. become, it can it can really spiral in the wrong direction. But I would take some time every once in a while in the middle of the day uh, when I had time. I wasn't rushed or anything. The, ki- the kids were maybe watching TV or doing something they wanted to do. And I would simply go into the room and, and say, um, okay, kids, I need uh, um, you to turn the TV off and go into your room and put away the bucket of X, Y, or Z, or, or just mm-hmm. to the kitchen. I, I'd find something that needed to be done, something very easily done that was going to take them a, less than a minute. But essentially it was a a calm request to break their current uh activity go take care of something and then and then and um so that if they what if they start whining oh i don't want to you know they want to do it i'm i'm in a calm mode i'm like hey i knew this was coming so mm-hmm. i i yeah, you know prepared and they very pretty quickly learned that life stayed amazing if they said sure dad and they turn the tv off go do it and 30 seconds later they're back to watching tv mm-hmm. And that uh, I, I just call them like a, a little fire drill or a practice, mm-hmm. um, so that when I do, um, we are trying to get out the door and need them to put their shoes on. I say, please put your shoes on. They know life stays amazing when they do what mm-hmm. mommy or daddy requests them to do. And I, I thought that I, so I, I use I tell parents to do that a lot. Just hey, do little practices when you have the time to deal with a tantrum. And this is good, especially if a child is prone to tantrums and doesn't want to listen to you if you do these do it when you're calm and you know and mm-hmm. if if you do get a tantrum uh when you do a little fire drill then you can sit down and 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 appropriately deal with it and talk about it with your child and and uh, say hey um you know if all you had to do is go put away the bucket of toys and you'd mm-hmm. be back watching tv now in a nice calm voice yeah so yeah and then in a circumstance like that where they didn't make a good choice, you can say in that moment, okay, let's try it again. So hey, we're practicing right now. Let, let's try it again. Yeah, let's yeah. Do, yeah it's a good let's yeah. reset. Turn the TV back on. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to come in in about 30 seconds. And Yeah, know, so and, they can kind mm-hmm. of in that moment see, okay, this felt so bad, right? Yeah, but now right. I can do it, and it feels so good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, I think, some good stuff about yeah. uh, getting kids to uh, do what you need them to do. 
And, you know, one of the things I – especially as the kids get older, I try to instill that – so that they understand why I'm asking them to empty the dishwasher and take out the trash and and go to bed at you know before midnight on a school night you know all these all these rules or stipulations or responsibilities you know the reason we're doing it we're not doing it because we're, we're mean mm-hmm. uh we we're doing it because we are trying to train you to become an effective well adjusted uh con- a- a- adult that's contributing to society mm-hmm. in a positive way um and that's why we're asking you to clean up your uh toys <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and make your bed and and that sort of thing so it's not cuz we're trying to be mean so all right good stuff yeah i'm going to so Hayden, I would need you to go and clean up the kitchen before. No, no. <laughs> like my car needs to be washed. Yeah, my car needs to be washed. Jeez, I, I yeah. Mine anyway, yeah. all right, that's good stuff. Well, this has been a good show. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, talk about discipline, good. not yelling, not yelling, and don't get caught stealing. No, 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 Jim. Right? <laughs> <Don't. laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, don't steal. Don't steal. And, how how to then, react when yeah, your children do steal. Your, so there's a lot of this stuff is actually um, it's a great further reading. The Discipline Book, written by William Sears and Martha Sears, my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's a good, out of the Sears Family Library. You can find that uh, on, on Amazon or just go to askdrsears.com. You can find all our stuff there. Um, all my speaking engagements. Oof, yeah, I'm, I, I got a lot of traveling yeah. over the next couple of months. Um but um, speaking engagements, uh, new books, lectures, and other programs we have going on. And you can follow me on Twitter um, at Dr. Jim Sears. I think that's all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Sears one on Instagram. Insta. Uh, Dr. Sears Family Podcast. That's on Instagram. So cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Hayden. Thanks, Matt. And we will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.